I'm Gorilla Monsoon. Well, it sucks to be you. Will you stop? This other piece of garbage is Bobby the Brain Heenan. The host. Oh, get a life, would you? You are not the host. This isn't even our show. What show is it? The, uh, let me check, uh, the Hot Tag Podcast. Never heard of it. Yeah, well, no one has. Well, who hosts it? I don't know, some guy named Chris. What's his deal? Not really sure, uh... Well, he likes Shawn Michaels. <laughs> oh, will you stop? What's funny about that? I hope he hope he doesn't lose his smile. <laughs> no, stop it. This is serious. You mean Syracuse. <laughs> and welcome to the Hot Tag Podcast. All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Hot Tag Wrestling Podcast. Chris D. Francesco, George Rogers, Dean Holzapo are here. And we have like a packed, packed show here. Um, we're going to do something that we don't normally do, but like I explained to everybody last week, this is the new direction of our show where in the beginning, maybe like the first five to 10 minutes, maybe more, depends on how the conversation goes. Um, we're going to talk about some current stuff and boy, oh boy, um, there was a huge announcement in pro wrestling already this week. And no, it wasn't one of uh, Tony Khan's 15 non-announcements. Um, this was an actual... You want a title match? You got it. Excuse nine me, days. That's coming tomorrow. Nine days. You, you nine days. You got a title match? You got it in nine days. You got a title shot? You got a title shot? You got a title shot? Nine days. Title shot. Title shot. Nine days. Cocaine. 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 The... The WWE made an announcement on social media that Triple H was going to be appearing on Monday Night Raw uh, with a massive announcement. And then they promoted when they got on TV that it would shake the foundation of WWE. Now, for a few months, we've been hearing and we've been told that Triple H had, you know, come up with an idea and then got the idea approved for a new world title belt we were not sure how that was going to go most of most fans thought it was going to be just a title presented to either you know when cody rhodes if he would have won at wrestlemania or will it go just be handed off to uh roman reigns we didn't get that and now we're in april at the end of april going into may and monday night raw triple h comes out and he unveils the basically the next evolution of the world heavyweight championship <laughs> or like a lot of us like to call unintended uh no that was i guess you could say pun intended yeah i was thinking You're welcome of i used that earlier by the way that yeah. was mine oh yeah sorry we'll both get a cease and desist from the wwe for using it in, in a wrestling way <laughs> yeah. um so um it was for those you ran by gene simmons <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> um, I'd, ra- I'd rather have Gene. <laughs> um, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about and newer fans, it's called the Big Gold. Um, it's it's always since I've been a kid, it's been my second favorite world title, only behind the original Winged Eagle from the mid '90s. Um, the, those two are my favorite world titles. Um, and that was basically kind of the inspiration of this new WWE World Heavyweight Championship that will be earned and won um, May 27th. Is that at Night of Champions, correct? Um, yes. So obviously we don't know what's going on there. The draft will pretty much tell us where that title is going to go. My money, I'm not a betting man, but if I were, I'd say that's going to be a Raw exclusive um, World Heavyweight title. Because if you, if everybody remembers, uh, Raw pretty much um, 
you know, Triple H in the early on held the world heavyweight title. Chris Benoit then held that title. Uh, Shawn Michaels held it on Raw. And then it kind of shifted over towards SmackDown with, uh, you know, the Undertakers and Batistas, um, you know, guys like that. So, uh, or the Ray, you know, the Rey Mysterio. Um, yeah, so, you know, a lot of people have been questioning it. And I've said this for years now. Um, these two have heard me say it at nauseum because it always rings true. The you know, nobody hates wrestling more than pro wrestling fans. And when the unveiling of this title came out, guys, all three of us were basically drooling over it because we all knew the inspiration behind the title. Yeah. And we could you can clearly see the outline design of the big gold behind the WWE logo in the front. And I was just like, my God, this looks like a world title belt. And the fact that Triple H called it the <clears throat> World Heavyweight Championship and triple the, the big gold is the baby of Triple H. The, the like that is his he has been on record for 20 years saying that was like to him. That's the world title. Um, so it's so a lot of people. It is it, for me, too. Um, I have always said, you know, man, when Undertaker had that world title belt, I was like, God, that looks good on him. Um, and even with Triple H too, um, Dean, I'm going to go to you, um, because you had a lot to say, and I'm I'm excited for that. Uh, kind of go over, you know, your thoughts and, and opinions on this. Um, well, for one, I I love the design. I love that it is essentially big gold Mark II. Um, like it's it's the modern version of it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, WB doesn't own the rights to the big gold belt, which mm-hmm. is why they clearly didn't use the big gold belt. I'm sure if they, I'm sure that's the reason why they actually retired it, honestly, mm-hmm. 10 years ago is because they don't actually own the, the, that belt like design. Yeah. It's not their patent. So, um, and so I'm in like the middle camp of like, of this whole thing. I love that we have a new title. I love that it's this title. I don't like how it's been presented. Mm-hmm. And I don't like kind of where the championship picture is now with WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate the universal title with a passion. I think it's a clown title and they've done everything they can to make it serious. And nobody still takes it serious. Mm-hmm. Um, Roman Reigns could hold that belt for 30 years and nobody's going to respect that belt. Um, excuse me. So I've always been a proponent. If we're going to have two titles, why not just have the the WWE championship, you know, the oldest, well, second oldest title in professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, first would be the NWA title. Yep. Um, and then go bring back the world heavyweight title. Why? Like, how is that so hard? Then I remember it's WWE and they don't do anything simple. Um, at least modern WWE doesn't. So I love that the belt's here. I love the, I love the way it looks. It looks like a world title. It's easily the best title in the game, best looking title in the business right now. Um, and mm-hmm. I've I've been a defender of the AEW title. I think the AEW. I agree. Looks, looks that looks nice. like a very that looks um, like a world title. But I think I think this looks better. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, what George? Go ahead. Trash <laughs> AEW. I'll say the the problem with the AEW title is that it doesn't look good because it's not held by anybody who looks like a champion. Correct. <laughs> I'll agree. I'll agree. I'll, I'll agree, agree with that. that. I'll, I'll it agree is a beautiful <laughs> title belt. Yeah. 
Um, actually, it's like the, one of the few things AEW has done right is yeah. a lot of it, <laughs> half their titles yeah. look fantastic. It, it looks good. It's just always pinned to shit. <laughs> um, so that's where I'm at with that. My mm-hmm. other my problem is now is I feel like if and I, I'm sure you guys have seen it all over social media and I agree with it. It feels like a consolation prize. I yeah. mean, Triple H literally said in the promo, none of you are good enough to beat Roman. Here's a new belt. They literally said it in the promo. Now that you just um, said that, that's that that comes off bad. Yeah, I mean that's literally what he said. I can't spin it to where he'd be like, "No, he meant this." He literally said, "Roman's beating everybody. Here's a belt, so you know we have something on Raw." Yeah, um, and it undercuts Roman. He's the undisputed champion. Mm-hmm. He is the be all end all in that company. You can't be the undisputed champion and then just go, here's another heavyweight title. Like you can have like mid card titles like they do in boxing and UFC. You can't have a second or in this case, third yeah. heavyweight title and still call yourself the undisputed champion. Now that could change. We don't, we have no idea what's going to happen with Roman's belts you know, if and when he's going to lose him. I think what this tells me now is he has to lose a night of champions. Um, or he needs to retire the universal title when he hits a thousand days. Just be like, I think yep, that's going to guess what I'm it done. has to happen, right? It, it has to happen. At this Cause how can you because, carry three world titles when yeah. two of them are on the same guy? Yeah. Like you can't have three world champions. I think the <laughs> smartest thing to do is one, keep Cody away from this belt. Cody needs to go. He needs to be the guy who dethrones Roman. There's nobody else in the company that's going to do it. It's not going to be Gunther. It's not going to be Braun Breaker. It's going to. Yeah. It's got to be. It's got to be Cody Rhodes still. Yeah. So keep Cody away from the world title. I would say put it on either Finn because Judgment Day is over and he can mm-hmm. be the top heel on Raw, which he is, mm-hmm. or or Rollins. It's got to be one of those two guys. Um, that's it. Like nobody else should get that that title. It's, it's got to be Finn or Rollins. And I, I, agree. I, I would say. I would say Finn and then maybe he should feud with Rollins and Rollins could then beat him for it. But one of those two guys. Um, and then Cody, Cody's got to take the the you know, the undisputed belt off of Roman. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said to you guys earlier, retire the universal title, debut a brand new WWE championship. Um and it makes kind sense of, you, kind of you, be back to the old ways. But then again, yeah. like I said, nothing makes sense with WWE. Brock Lesnar will win this title and then we'll never <laughs> have we won't have a champion on anything. It's hilarious <laughs> that you said that, because when I explained so last night when they um, so I was working and then but I had uh, raw on my phone mm. and um, my wife comes over my shoulder and she goes, what, what's Triple H doing? There? I said, they're on they're on. He's making a huge announcement. So when he unveiled the new title, she goes, oh, look, another title for Brock to, 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 to get. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, even someone who just is as casual as like the definition of casual. Yeah, he goes right into it and goes, oh, good. Something for Brock yeah. to win. <laughs> so, I, I mean, that's that's just like I said, it's never like we'll do the simple. I mean, the simple thing would have just been to have Cody win at Mania and then him split yeah. the titles like that would have been the easiest thing in the world. Right. Hey, I'm going to keep the WB title. We're going to retire this universal title. And then here's Triple H. Hey, uh, you know, uh, you got if you want to beat a game, you got to beat the game or whatever. You know? <laughs> and uh, 
here's a, here, here's big gold part to, you know, Mark two. That would have been mm-hmm. like the easiest thing in the world, but they're so determined to have Roman hit a thousand days. So now it's like, okay, like, like we got to debut the, cause they probably got pressured from the network. Like, Hey, when are you going to like have a champion on, on raw? Yeah. Like, are you ever going to have a world heavyweight title on raw again? Or is it just going to be the, the U S title, you know? So, so what's yeah. being, what's, Apparently what's happening, and I'm sure you guys have probably, you know, heard about it. Um, there's a lot of discussion that there's going to be a brand split again in terms uh, of. It's got to be hard pay- too. instead of hard. Yeah, I agree. And that has to do. Um, and that has to do in terms of, again, going back to the era of separate pay-per-views. Um, so if that does, in fact, happen. Um, then the World Heavyweight Championship makes sense because then again, like you said, then it means something now. Now it's not a consolation prize because you're back to SmackDown versus Raw. You know, you yeah. got the brand split. So that and but the thing is, Dean, that has to it has to be a hard line in the sand that and just like it was in the very beginning, three pay per views a year, everybody comes together. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Not all of a sudden, oh, we got five, we got super shows that show up. No, no, no. If you're going to br- introduce a new world title and you have a roster that is bigger than it's ever been, mm-hmm. you need to have a line in the sand here. Um, another evolution reference. You have to have a line in the sand here and say, you're on SmackDown, you're on Raw. This is the way it's going to be until the next draft. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they have the they have Peacock, they have everything at their disposal now espn wants content um warner brothers possibly wants content so if you have a brand split there's all these different avenues that you can create all these new um rivalries and all these this this new content that can show up now to where you know a world title is on raw every week the world title is on smackdown every week it has to everything has to mean something mm-hmm. they're like stone cold says on all the time, you know, wrestling is almost meaningless if there's no stakes. You've got to have something to fight for because, again, it's a work. It's not the UFC. Mm-hmm. Um, like you, this is a this is a story driven business. Um, if you're gonna make this a consolation prize, and you know, you know, Roman's gonna be able to walk around with two titles for no reason on his shoulder, and you're not gonna do a hard brand split then what's the importance of everything? Roman's still the guy. So like I said, it, it, it undercuts Roman now because instead of being the undisputed champion of the WWE, like that's it, there's nobody above him and there's barely anybody below him. He's now just the champion of what we presume is going to be SmackDown. So he's effectively been demoted at this point. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. it, like that's why I said, like it his reign, it has to end at Night of Champions in Saudi Arabia. Like yeah, if he leaves, you're right. If he live, if he leaves Jeddah City, still champion. This creatively, this company is it, it's it's done. It's done. You they they they've passed up opportunity after opportunity to take those belts off of him. But they at this point they were like, look, let's get to a thousand days. Like that's some fucking milestone. Because mm-hmm. Bruno San Martino still has like a seven year reign. You're like, you're not going to get close to that. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Like, and and you did it with a belt that nobody respects. If you would have mm-hmm. did it with the WWE Championship, that's a whole different story. I agree. And I think that's the other thing that that some people are kind of afraid of. I'm afraid of that they'll do something stupid and retire the WWE Championship and they'll keep the Universal Title. So then you'll have 
that would two be two titles awful. with no lineage to them. Because the sure. universe, the universal title effectively has only been held by two people, mm-hmm. which is Brock and Roman. They yeah. Brock, Brock had three reigns, mm-hmm. uh, totaling like six hundred days, and mm-hmm. Roman has had it for the last three years. And the titles only existed for seven years, mm-hmm. and Roman has held it for half that time, pretty much. Yeah. So that's like my biggest fear. That that's a great point. Your business built on history, and both of your titles might have no lineage. Yeah. That's a good point. Unless um, they reinstate the lineage of the old world title, but that's still only a 10-year lineage because it's been defunct for 10 years. Yeah, yeah. And like you said, it, it didn't originate in the WWE. Yeah. So it's it was it was brought out of a suitcase in 2000, what, three and handed the Triple Two. H. Yeah, 2002. Hey, right to him. And right. he was just so, like, yeah, t- champion. <laughs> he's, um, like, he's like, oh, I did it. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, at some point tonight, we will discuss Backlash 2004. Um, but uh, George, huge, we've been rambling. Huge news, though. It is. So, George, we've been rambling on here for a little bit. What's your thoughts on this whole thing? Uh, I I like it. I think the belt looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Ooh. the best belt design they've had in years. It's totally no great. longer it's no longer just copy and paste and change the uh, and change the strap. There was actually some effort, some creativity brought into it. And even when Triple 100%. H came and even when Triple H came out and he unveiled it and he did a cocky little smirk and he stood directly behind the title. So when the camera's <laughs> right in front of him, it looks just to the illusion that he's wearing the belt. It's like, yeah, he knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. But even when he's talking about it, he's talking it up like it is like this thing is a jewel. Mm-hmm. This is something to fight for. And yeah, he, and yes, he said, you know, th- this will go to whoever like the top star is, you know, on, on whatever show that Roman's not on, you know, if Roman gets drafted to raw, obviously this goes to SmackDown. If Roman stays on SmackDown, then obviously this will be the raw title, but it now gives some of these guys something to shoot for. They're no longer just kind of pissing in the wind. Um, Good point. You know, like it makes raw watchable. You know, it, It'll give, you know, Seth something to do when he's not, you know, feuding with whoever at this point, you know, yeah. it gives, you know, you can have someone like the Miz. I know he's a joke, but I mean, he's a former champion. He come out and he can, he, he can lay a claim to the belt. Mm-hmm. You, can, you know, it'll give, it'll give some of these guys who haven't really had anything to do something to shoot for, you know, Bobby Lashley yeah. is, is, de- is, is definitely a guy who you could, who you could put that belt on. Mm-hmm. Like people just kind of chase him around for a little bit. I mean, there's so many future stars you can make with this belt who haven't had a chance to shine because of it, what essentially is like a non-brand split that they have right now. And, you know, and then when you have the draft, some of these other guys do not finally get a chance to shine. And if they're going to do that with the world titles, then they really should do it with the tag titles as well. You know, wherever Sammy and KO end up, all right, whatever you guys are on Raw, all right. So you guys mm-hmm. are now the Raw Tag Team Champions. The SmackDown titles are vacated, and we'll have a tournament for that on SmackDown to determine the new winner. Like, if you're going to split the titles, split the titles. I agree. Like, like Dean said, it has to be a hard line yeah. in the sand here. You yeah. have to, if you're going to go with the, the brand split, then go with the freaking brand split. Like it's I understand, fine. I'm all like, for it. And like every show does have the respective titles, with with the exception of the women's tag titles. Yeah. They shouldn't split those up between shows because you don't have any women tag teams. But whatever, you just let them kind of float between shows. 
Yeah. Maybe within that time, you can actually build up a women's tag division, which is hard because you barely have a men's tag division at this point. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, it'll it'll actually give creative something to do because it feels like they've been kind of spinning their wheels. Like, all right, well, for sure, man, who's Roman going to face now? It's like, all right, well, now we have Roman's going to face, you know, X on SmackDown. All right. So we'll have Seth face. I don't know. Fucking Bobby Roode. Overall, yeah. I don't know. It's anybody like, like now you can really start to open up your creative floodgates and get back yeah. to a time like we're going to talk about tonight with Backlash yeah. 2004, which yeah. is a very, which was a, a very good time for the company because we got to see people on TV that we never really seen and they got a chance to shine. So maybe we can get back to that, mm-hmm. which would be nice. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I'm <laughs> being. Obviously, I'm being stupidly optimistic for absolutely no reason. I have no reason to think that anything is going to go smoothly or make sense. But what kind of boggles me is the people who are mocking the belt, like they're mocking the design. Like, mm-hmm. oh, that just it was just a big goal. All they did was just stamp WWE in the middle of it. It's like, well, yeah, they don't own the right. design for the belt. Yeah. So. Yeah. You can't just be like WCW yeah. and just like give theme songs to wrestlers that are like from Nirvana and be like, oh, well, yeah. I hope they don't find yeah. out. Yeah, you, can't just think, give, um, yeah, you can't just give somebody even flow and change three chords and assume <laughs> that no one's going to pick up on it. Right. I think a lot of people were hoping for like a winged eagle title. That's what it yeah, was. Yeah, because Cody I, I Rhodes got everybody <clears throat> up and like excited for it. But yeah. this was everything. You and all three of us have talked for years like, man, I wish they brought back something like the big gold. Like, that's what I've always wanted. I never wanted them to retire that title because I'm like, Jesus, do whatever. Change it up a little bit like they just did. You didn't have to take this long to do it. Literally, right in the palm of you guys' hands for so long, you had a legitimate-looking world title. Yeah. Like I said like I said earlier, I think everybody actually likes the design, but there are, so, but there are some people that are so diehard anti-WWE that they're yeah. like, oh, this just looks sure. stupid. Anyway, it's like, just admit, it's a good design on the yeah. belt. Just remember, like, uh, to, WWE like, fans, we had like 10 swallow, years of a spinner Swallow belt. your pride for five oh. minutes. Yeah. Just... The, the worst fucking title in yeah. the history. So of the just country. remember, for a decade, we had a spinner belt as our WWE championship, where on the other show was the big gold. So yeah. don't sit there and tell me like, oh, God, the big gold. They're just trying to do a, a remake of it. Well, they should. They should have yeah. 10 years ago. I um, have w- three w- different w- spinner belts. Oh, yes, my we God. Did. Yes, we did. Um, what they what they what they do need to make sure they do is is to to make sure that this world heavyweight championship, whatever whatever this belt actually is, because you know this could be the resurrected big gold from O two to thirteen. Some people are saying that it's 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 the WWE championship. It's just it they vacated that from Roman. I doubt it, but. They need to make sure that they book the right people to have it because mm-hmm. what you don't want with this title is for like in 2011 when like Dolph Ziggler was facing Jack Swagger for <laughs> like that's not going to make it prestigious like it can't be treated yeah. like the Intercontinental title was like this can't Man, be like I the agree. stepping stone belt to the breach to, to whatever breach you know breach. whatever the other title is going to be because during during the early days of the brand split for a while those two belts are pretty even and then sometimes. Yep. Listen, I'm not gonna lie. When Cena made that belt, the spinner belt, and you had like Triple H and Taker and Batista and Rey Mysterio hold and Edge holding the World Heavyweight Title, 
man, that was the biggest prize in the game. Absolutely. Because when, the, the when, spinner belt look at the stars that were going between, into the big gold. Exactly. Because yeah. the spinner belt basically bounced between Randy and Cena for, te- for 10 years. And Edge. And Edge picked it up a couple times. Yeah. That was mm-hmm. it. That yep. was it. It was basically those two and a half guys. Yep. I'll use and who held guy. the big gold? Triple H, Taker, Batista, Orton, Kurt Angle. Edge. Edge actually Edge. Had held it the most. Yeah, seven yeah. times. Yep. Uh, it, yeah. It's Fans have Jericho had such it too. a yeah Jericho yes, too did. such a short term memory on certain things like that big gold man was like if you go to meet the Undertaker and you see people giving him title belts to sign the majority of them are the big gold that's the belt I always think of when I think of Taker even though Same. he held a couple he held a yeah. couple before that but he never looked right with those he never looked good with the, the undisputed title. Mm. It never looked good with the wing deal because it was too small. No. The big gold belt was he's a big dude. Yeah. He was always in great shape yep. in his heyday. And I mean, the he big held gold the big gold eagle too for him. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he was he, he, he was shaping for a little bit in 99. But I don't know if yeah. he actually like wore that belt or if it was just Paul Bear would carry it down to the ring when he came because that was because hey. that was knee deep in ministry. And he yeah. wasn't and there were, that, he wasn't there was wearing that under the robe. There was nothing cooler than watching Taker walk down to the ring. Oh yeah, as the, as the dead man in, in like what was it like like oh eight, mm-hmm. and he just just as his jacket just kind of sways back and, and there's forth, the gold that that big gold, yep. and then he yep. you know he takes the jacket and there it is there. Yep. That's why I, I will say, as much of a shit show as Ric Flair's last match was, <laughs> when he turned around and he opened up his oh that original big gold, and he pointed to the real big gold belt, dude. I had chills on my arm, like mm-hmm. going up my, I was like, Oh my God, like, yeah. that is the world title, the yeah. real world title. Like it is the great, it, the second greatest looking title in my opinion. I, the big Eagle is my favorite. Mm-hmm. The Austin um, but, Eagle. All I, yeah, all, that's like, the Austin, I, yeah. Just beautiful. Yeah. And then the so, wingy will be number three. Yeah. Um, I still like when I still so like all when, three of those, that's yeah, that's my, yeah. That's like when all, uh, all interchangeable. Like the day after Mania 14, when uh, when Austin came out with the winged eagle and Vince had the new belt, and Austin just snatched out of his hand and threw the winged eagle at his feet. <laughs> <laughs> when I look, when I saw the 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 unveiling of of the World Heavyweight Championship last night or Monday night, I looked at that and I said, "Wow!" And the the only word that came to my head was prestige, like yeah, world champion that's what i saw and to me whoever wears that belt is the man to me above roman because again man triple h specifically asked for this design and when when he did that and it got approved to me he was saying look we need a world champ like we need one bad like this show for so long the number one guy held that title or the biggest stars held the world heavyweight championship. This has to be back in the business. And, you know, we're not going to let anybody, any other company have the ability to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he did it. And I think it's beautiful. Um, it's the nicest title we've had since the big gold. <laughs> and look, I like, I like the WWE championship. I do. It looks, I like do too. but it doesn't look prestigious to me. I, I like it the looks one like, rock unveiled. And I like this yeah. version of it too. And to me, it, it looks like, I don't mean this in a bad way because the point of pro wrestling is merchandising. It looks like a toy, a really good toy belt um, that it looks really good. When I looked at the new WWE world heavyweight championship, I'm like, 
fuck, I want that like on my wall. Like yeah. I want that above everything. Um, not as just you, you didn't know, win it. You don't earn it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. But um, I'm super excited for it. Um, if Let me I ask you a question real fast, Chris. Sure, sure. Who who do you think should 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 be the first to hold it? I think well, Seth Rollins deserves you know it more. You know what he's gonna say. I mean, I Seth Rollins I, is the modern day Shawn Michaels, <laughs> and he deserves it. He works every single day. He doesn't take time off. He's at every show. He's the guy that puts everybody over. Um, he is probably the second most over talent on the roster besides Roman. I think he's more over than Cody. Um, and Cody's pretty over. And Cody's but, very over. But, yeah. I, I think, in ju- judging by the reactions lately that Rollins has gotten, I think the cr- I think the fans want him to get that payoff. He deserve. Yeah. I think he deserves it. I'm with That's, you. I don't want him to beat Roman. I want him to earn this. Yeah. Yeah. That's like Cody, Co- Cody's got to beat Roman. Cody has point. to be the one to dethrone Roman Reigns. Anybody Ooh. else, and it doesn't make sense. Um, I think Seth Goldberg. Should be the guy. Uh, <laughs> I can't wait for Goldberg to come back and get this. <laughs> he's gonna go. Yeah, he's yeah. gonna go to AEW and get uh, his final match. Another interesting guy that I had immediately, if I didn't think of uh, Seth Rollins, was Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens was another guy I thought could be somebody that deserves that too. Um, I got you know I got Finn you know would be I'm a great I, one. Who? I got, Finn. I got, I got your yeah. I got your dark horse candidate. The Ray man Ripley. who never lost the belt to begin with, Edge. Yeah, I mean that's he never that's lost good the, too, he never lost I mean, the belt. I only want him to get it if he's going to sign a new contract because he's talking about retiring in August. So you could always have him hold it for like six months mm-hmm. and drop yeah, it. Holding you know that he could drop it at SummerSlam. That works. I mean, yeah, that works. Dr- drop it to drop it to Rollins at like SummerSlam or something like that. Yeah, I mean that. You know, that, I wouldn't. I mean, that would be really cool for Edge to do something like that. I mean, I look. I if that happened, you won't hear me complain. I'm not going to get on Twitter and be like, "My God, they should have went to Braun Breaker." Like I'll look at another belt that Edge is holding. I thought about that. The list. I, I I did think about that a little earlier today. I was like, that'd be kind of cool if somehow they gave, they did give it to Edge because yeah. they obviously didn't want to pull the trigger on Edge last year or two yeah. years ago in the triple threat match when everybody thought he was going to get the belt back because he never lost yeah. it. So it'd be kind of this would be kind of a good and, way to get it, get it on him. And if this is the start of a new lineage. If this doesn't pick up where the world title left off, you're starting it off with a Hall of Famer. And I will say, to be honest, this the first name I thought of outside of Seth, because I figured well, he's there. And Almost. No. <laughs> if he was here right now and he was healthy, I think without a shadow of a doubt, the first man that would have held that world title would have been Randy Orton. Oh, yeah. um, I just feel, you know, he's from that era. He held that title. Um, what better yeah. guy to that hand that off to? One. Yeah, like what better guy to trust to hold that belt for you know, like you said, like a good six month run, and then put the next guy over. Yeah, like that would have been to me so poetic and so perfect for Randy Orton to be that first guy to hold that big gold up for the first time, right? So, um, something to think I, about. I yeah, that would have been a lot of fun. All right, I think it's good. I think it's going to be Rollins, though. I think so too. I think I think the final will be Finn versus Rollins, and I think Rollins is going to get it. Because he's did they say the, did they say if it's going to be a tournament or they... yes, it'll culminate at Crown at Night of Champions. Okay, 
Cool. We'll find. We'll probably know a lot more after the draft on Friday. Yeah. Um. I mean, I mean, Rollins is the workhorse, and yep. there's 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 no better guy to put that belt on. If it's not, you know, if you wouldn't put it on like an Edge or an Orton or something like that, it's you know, Rollins is the guy to get that. He's gonna he'll make that. He'll make Rick he'll make he'll make that. Yeah. Uh, Tom Zink. He'll make yeah. that belt. Yeah. And you know, up up there. He'll put it unlike there. what we've had for the past like you know six years between Roman and Brock. You know, Seth will be that quote unquote traveling world champion. Yeah. He'll be at all the road shows. Um, so we'll see. That that was a lot of good things they sh- coming. They should have just did what Bischoff did to Triple H and just handed the belt to Rollins. <laughs> that <laughs> would be like, good. Here, here you go, and then he got tackled and been like, "Ah, belt." <laughs> That's good. Um, all right, so it's, da- we- it's dangerous to go alone. Take this with you. Yeah. I know. <laughs> all right, so here we go. WWE backlash occurred April eighteenth, two thousand and four, from the Rexall Place. In Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Uh, we are fresh off the heels here. Um, less than a month. Um, uh, I'm sorry, just over a month uh, removed from WrestleMania 20, which was a mega, mega success uh, from Madison Square Garden for 1 million pay-per-view buys. WWE Backlash, which was a Raw-only pay-per-view, did 295,000 uh, pay-per-view buys here. Um, it's just crazy. They, have, they had... 1,020,000 pay-per-view buys for WrestleMania. They, for the rest of the year, the only pay-per-view to get over um, 300,000 pay-per-view buys was SummerSlam and um, Survivor Series. Everything else was between 175,000 and 280,000. Just wild, um, the disparity there. Um all right, where was I here? Okay, so the main event here was a rematch uh, of the main event of WrestleMania 20 uh, between uh, Chris Benoit, who is the world heavyweight champion here, uh, Triple H, and Shawn Michaels. Um, this was also the appearance of, for the first time in four years, uh, Mick Foley's first singles match in four years going up against Randy Orton in a match that was ridiculously memorable. And we'll definitely get into that. Um, but uh, off the bat, uh, Dean George, you guys remember without what before watching the show, did you guys remember anything about the show um, going into it? Or is it one of those things where you just maybe completely forgot all about this one? Uh, I definitely remember the triple start match and mm-hmm. the Orton McFoley match. The rest yeah. of it's kind of was kind of a little blurry to me, mm-hmm. but uh, those two those two matches definitely stood out in my head. I mean, yeah, the I triple start match is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember the Orton back to back match, mm-hmm. and I also remembered Shelton Benjamin being on that run mm-hmm. where he was just kind of mowing where he was kind of mowing through people, and then it just so I kind of vaguely remember that a little bit too. Yeah, and then I, and then just stopped, and then that was just it was gone. Was um, yeah, that was it. That all was right, it. so let's get started here, man. First match of the night, it was a, it was a good one, and I was pleasantly surprised um, at this. And that's Shelton Benjamin versus Ric Flair. Um, and like you said, George, you know Benjamin at this point was a babyface on the rise. Uh, he beat Triple H like a few weeks prior to the Backlash pay per view. 
Uh, Flair was the heel. He obviously was part of Evolution, and he was also one half of the tag team champs with Batista. Um, you know, Benjamin, I thought, came out to a fairly big pop here, which was really good to see, but nothing like the reaction for Flair. I mean, Flair, as a heel, just got a massive ovation. Um, he's wearing the tag title belts. Um, you know, um, I thought they were at this entire match. Uh, they got just under 10 minutes. I was so surprised, man, that Ric Flair looked like Ric Flair here. Um, he he was able to go the entire time with Shelton Benjamin, who at the time, guys, I mean, it, he's hard to beat in terms of talent inside that ring. Um, one of the best athletes I've ever seen in wrestling um, is Shelton Benjamin. Uh, George, your thoughts on, on this opener? Rick Flair, man, looked damn good. I was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I'm sitting here, like, running down the match card looking at it. I'm like, oh, like Rick Flair. Then I'm watching the match. I'm like, God damn. Like, yeah. Flair's going. He's got his working boots on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I mean, Shelton is, a, is one of the best pure athletes Yeah. Um, in wrestling. Probably of all time, if you look at just pure, if you offer just pure athletic talent, he's, mm-hmm. he's, he's definitely up there. Yeah. Um, and, and, they, and they really just strapped a rocket to him, man. They wanted to see where he was going to go. I mean, yeah. he had two wins over Triple H over the last couple of weeks before this. Yep. He had a pinfall win, then he had a win by count out. But hey, yep. a win's a win. Yeah. And he pins you know, Flair clean here. Yeah. Clean as a bed sheet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it was a lot of, it was exactly what it needed to be. They put Benjamin over clean, um, which was awesome. You know, they really wanted to elevate Benjamin. You know, by getting him these wins over established names, but not just established names, you're talking about some of the greatest names in the history of the industry. Um, even though Flair was past his prime, it was still amazing the fact that Shelton Benjamin comes in here and beats him clean right in the middle of the ring. Um, but I, I loved it. Uh, Dean, did you get a chance to watch this opener? No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, next match we have Tajiri versus the catches catch can styles, um, you know, pro here, Jonathan coachman. Um, not sure why this was even on pay-per-view, but they would, they got over six and a half minutes, uh, and winner by pinfall was Jonathan coachman. Look, I thought it was better than any coach match has any right to ever be. Um, it definitely should have been like three minutes shorter. Um, but, you know, a punch to the face as the finish. All right, whatever. Um, <laughs> it's fine. Uh, we'll move on. What a fucking zoo that <laughs> match was. I know. <laughs> Talk about a let me down, right? Um, they showed Triple H arriving on heat earlier in the night. <sighs> yes, ladies and gentlemen, I 2004, napped. we still had Sunday night heat. Um, they showed the video package highlighting the Chris Jericho feud against Christian and Trish Stratus. When Jericho faced Christian at WrestleMania 20, Trish turned on Jericho and sided with Christian. Um, great video package. I thought it was very well done. Uh, Christian and Trish come out first. She looked amazing, as always. It's a, it's unbelievable. 19 years later, she's a prominent figure on Monday Night Raw. Um, Jericho comes out to a massive pop. Um, they're all you know Canadians, but Jericho's the, the one getting the pop here. Um, Which is weird because he's from Winnipeg. He's from Winnipeg, idiots. idiots. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Christian versus Jericho. um, Christian, yeah, Christian versus Jericho. 
Um, um, this one went, I just wrote this down. Oh, this one went just a little bit over 11 minutes. Chris Jericho gets the winner, gets the win by pinfall. I get this three stars. I thought it was good stuff. I enjoyed it because it was what I expected with Jericho getting the win. Obviously, it's just, you know, basically payback for what happened to him at WrestleMania 20. Uh, the crowd was loaded, like, from the start, the finish of this thing. And it made the match so much better, um, especially when Jericho got his hands on Trish Stratus. Um, it was basically a one-on-one match with Trish only tagging in for some key spots, uh, which were well done. Um you know, Trish can hold her own and, and knows exactly what she needs to do. She's not a, a rookie at this point by any means. Um, George, what did you think of this? Did we lose George? This is also around the time when they were calling Christian the creepy little bastard. Oh, the CLB. That's awesome. <laughs> not my ear. Good stuff. Um, so I, ha- I, yeah. I forgot it. Like, like, I forgot about it. And then when... When, when Jim Ross every five minutes, a creepy little bastard. It's like, I'm all right. Like, what do you do? Like, <laughs> like run his bike through your lawn and destroy your rose bush? Like, sell down, JR. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Jericho and Christian, they just know each other so well. It was, it, mm-hmm. it was as good as the WrestleMania match with yeah. the little added bonus of Trish popping in every few minutes for a, you know, a slap here or what have you. Mm hmm. Um, and the, the only real backstage thing I'll talk about is this next little segment here, which made me laugh. Uh, Eugene is walking <laughs> around reading the Divas magazine. He looks at Gail Kim, who's in the locker room. Gail screams. Eugene screams. Molly Holly comes in. He touches her hair, and he screams even more. William Regal comes in, scopes out the place, and, and comes in to take him out. I thought it was just look. I what made it for me was William Regal. That was tremendous. Um, that that was a good one. Two thousand four, when you could have a mentally retarded wrestler, and it <laughs> just seemed fine, and it worked. Yeah. <laughs> um, and here we go. Part one of being very uncomfortable um, watching this pay per view. Uh, They show a video package talking about how today, that day in Edmonton, was Chris Benoit Day. This was uh, on Sunday Night Heat, by the way. They had comments from his family. They show him going back to his old high school. They show the WrestleMania moment again when he's hugging his parents, his wife Nancy, and his kids. Um, They show the mayor announcing Benoit Day. He does a speech, tearing up as he's talking. The mayor of Edmonton wishes him luck. And Benoit says he's proud to be from Edmonton. I'm gonna uh I'm gonna be nice. Yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say anything. I am just going to say hindsight being what it was. I don't think they celebrate Chris Benoit Day anymore in I'm Edmonton. Going to say you might be on to something there. <laughs> um they showed Benoit arriving earlier in the night on heat, wearing a suit and a belt on his shoulder. Everybody around him clapping at ringside. They show his wife, kids, and parents, and the rest of his family. And then that was when I immediately became uncomfortable for the first time. <laughs> it only got worse. Um, women's championship match is up next. Victoria versus Lita. Um, look, Victoria gets a win at 7 minutes and 20 seconds. 
I love this match because I will always be a staunch defender of Victoria in the ring. Oh, I thought, yes, sir. Yes, yeah, sir. I, I thought she was ahead of her time. Um, I, I thought at this point, this was around the end of Lita being good in the ring at that time. Maybe she was going through injuries and she was working through them. But I was like, man, this is this is not the Lita that we were very much accustomed to. But um, dear God, maybe she, she maybe she was cheating on her boyfriend with another superstar. Who knows? I mean, hey, who knows? I mean, maybe one day we'll talk about that. Um, oh. Look, she was over like Rover at this point. I mean, it didn't matter what she did. Everyone just loved Lita. Um, who? <laughs> but uh, Victoria was awesome, as always. Um I and you know, looking back now, um, Lita, I think, was out for a long time with major neck surgery before this, so I think she was probably just getting back into ring shape here. Um, because like I said, it just it just didn't feel like normal Lita. Um, so here we go a video package airs to set up Randy Orton versus Mick Foley, which was a great feud that definitely fit Orton's legend killer gimmick at the time. Orton was. 24 years old here and Foley retired as a full-time uh, performer four years prior. Uh, so it was about, you know, a rising star against a legend. Um, I thought the video package was spectacular. Um, so yeah, Orton comes out first with some really good heel heat. Uh, Mick Foley is out next and he's wearing his cactus Jack gear. Uh, he, but he comes out to Mick Foley music though. Not sure why they didn't just give him cactus music, which I love. Um, so, yeah, I see title here. No holds barred. Randy Orton versus Mick Cactus Jack Foley. Um, at the end of this, man, this was a bloodbath. This was. This was uh, something that we'll never see again in WWE on WWE television. Orton gets the win by pinfall at 23 minutes. I gave this, and I'm not a guy about blood or weapons, but from a story standpoint, it all just made sense. Um, George, I'll go to you, and I know Dean remembers this match as well, and I'll go to him after uh, your your guys' thoughts on this match. What a and- fucking just... Like you, like, like, you know me, I'm not a big spot fest guy, but this was like getting to the next spot, getting to the next spot. And like when Mick poured the lighter fluid on the, the bat, then went to the fire and Eric Bischoff comes running out. Don't you light that on fire? They're going to shut us off TV. And Mick's just like, well, okay. And then like goes and picks up the thumbtacks. <laughs> Unbelievable. When, um, when Orton went to give him the RKO on the thumbtacks and Mick pushed him off and Orton just landed flat back on the, on the thumbtacks. I was just like, Oh God. And like, I remember just that visual of the, of what looked like a thousand thumbtacks just embedded in his elbow. Just stuck with me. Yeah. And the palm will always stick with me. Mm-hmm. Um, Dean, what did you think about, about this? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> So I um I've never loved like super hardcore matches like this, mm-hmm. um but I it was a I mean I I wasn't a big McFoley fan either but same I do think this was a pretty entertaining match outside mm-hmm. I don't like anything with thumbtacks 
it does nothing for me. Mm-hmm. I think if you're going to use him, it should have been a gimmick. And every time they got poured in the ring, Mick Foley should have ended up on him because he clearly didn't care. Like, it, like you could never pay me enough money to get a back body drop or whatever under thumbtack. Like I, I always say, whenever I see a, a John Moxley match, I'm always like, yeah, I could never, you could not pay me enough to do that stupid shit. Mm-hmm. If you tried that in the ring, <laughs> I'd punch him in his throat so hard that Renee would have to fucking get a toy to punch him because <laughs> his tongue wouldn't work anymore. Um, <laughs> I dropped one thumbtack on the floor. I'm on my hands and knees for hours trying to find out where that fucking thing went because I don't yeah. even want to step on one. Yeah. Yeah, but it was it was an entertaining match for the most part, and you know I don't mind blood in matches as if the if it makes sense if it makes sense yeah. if the story dictates it. You know I don't need to you know somebody to look at somebody the wrong way and John Moxley starts bleeding even though he's not in the match. Um, <laughs> but uh, like it, it, it was solid. It was a solid match. You know, mm-hmm. kind of the. I don't think there were, as far as I can remember, I don't think there was too many more of this stuff after this. Not a whole lot. Started, yeah. Not, I mean, yeah. I mean, they, because in, the, within the, four the years, scene, the, the blood the went, of, went away for good. Yeah. The scene of JBL match was before this, wasn't that? Where Cena just was coated in blood after the match was over with? Yeah. Yeah. Like I mean, later on, red. in a few months, you had, um, the Hell in a Cell with Triple H and Michaels, which was an absolute bloodbath. Mm. But it fit because it's a Hell in a Cell. It was the finality it, it, exactly. of a rivalry. Um, yeah. So it made sense. But again, there wasn't like thumbtacks. There was a ladder and a chair. Um, but yeah, you know, I thought it was I thought it was it was a great match for what it was supposed to do. And I thought they did it from a storyline perspective. They did it right. Again, I if you gave me my top 50 favorite wrestlers of all time, Mick Foley wouldn't make the list. Um, probably wouldn't even make my top 100. Um, I, 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 one of the few times I agree with Ric Flair is I think he was just a glorified stuntman who liked to do dumb shit because he couldn't do the real shit. So that's, that's just how I felt. Uh, I thought he took useless bumps for his entire career. Um, I look back and I watch his matches now and everyone's like, what a daredevil when I'm like, like, wow, what an idiot. That's what I, I, I look at. Um, with Mick, um, I love Mick, his. Mick was a good story. He was a very good storyteller. I agree with you totally, totally agree with that. I agree. Um, look, it was also a, it was a big match because Mick put over Randy Orton right, you know, clean in terms of the match, obviously, but it was clean. It was fair and clean. You know, it was the biggest win of Orton's career up to that point. Um, you know, lots of just huge spots to remember in this one. Just really good stuff. Um, you know, also props to Foley for being pretty good in his first singles match in over four years and, and for Orton for putting on, you know, the, the, the best show so far of his young career, you know, it was such a big, big match for Orton at this point. You know, he had plenty of good ones before this, but this was the first one that really stood out to a lot of people. Uh, you know, keep in mind, like we've said, Orton was 24 at this point. So, you know, as for Foley, you know, he was what he was at this point. I give him credit for, you know, agreeing to do something like this to get a young guy over. So credit to him for doing that. Um, I and think Mick, this it kind of Mick got in shape for this match too. He was like the he was the lightest he had been in years. For sure, um, yeah. For, mm-hmm. for for this match. And you could tell just looking, you're like, wow, like 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 Mick looks like he's in really good shape. Yeah. 
and he you looked, have to look a hell of a lot better than he did when he retired. Yeah, uh, for sure. And you would think, I guess this match may have changed the minds or may have opened up their, the, the minds and the eyes of a guy, obviously like Vince McMahon, the decision maker, because four months later, Randy Orton becomes the youngest world champion in WWE history at the time. Mm-hmm. So it had to have done something. Um, after showing some replays, they go to Orton backstage. He's with Batista and Flair. Triple H sees him saying he just became a legend tonight. Todd Grisham interviews Hunter backstage asking his chances. Hunter says it doesn't matter what the fans think of him. He says he's been waiting for this since uh, this day since WrestleMania. And a win over Michaels would be sweet, but beating Benoit on Chris Benoit Day would be huge. Um, and he says he wouldn't bet against them. Um, so next match is 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 whatever. It's a throwaway, but it's live resistance versus, versus Rosie and Hurricane. Um Rosie and Hurricane get the pinfall win at five minutes and two seconds. The only thing I'm going to say about this is there were points of this match where they pan the camera on certain angles of Rosie where I went, holy shit, Roman Reigns is wrestling. <laughs> like, they look almost identical. I mean, the, there were times where I'm watching this match and I had the sudden urge to acknowledge the tribal chief. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um. They show Shawn Michaels arriving earlier in the night during heat. Uh, the Wayne Gretzky statue outside of the arena is shown fitting that the goat and then Wayne Gretzky's in the same scene. Um, they show highlights of the Edge and Kane feud uh, leading to this match here. They make sure to play the clip of Johnny Nitro telling Edge that if he uses the <laughs> cast, he'll be suspended on the spot. Kane comes out first. Edge is second. Um at the end of this, man, Edge gets the win in only six minutes and 20 seconds. I thought this was the worst match of the night, to be honest. And I hate saying that so, about these guys. So I'm, I'm I'm watching this match and I'm watching the entrances as all. And this is a this is a black towel over his head. Kane coming out and then Edge comes out and I'm sitting there and I'm looking. I'm like, the, the, like. Edge is coming out like these mannerisms don't match up. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Then I remember this was Rob Zombie era Edge, yes, where he had the uh, never gonna stop as his theme. I'm like, awful. Oh, I get it. I get it. Yeah, and we're in yeah. that. We're we're in that. We're, we're we're in that dull area in between. You think you know me, and on yeah. this day, yeah, <laughs> it would. Uh... You know, it was the return, you know, it was, a, it was a return match for Edge. I just didn't think Kane was the right opponent right now for him. Uh, yeah, a raw roster. It was either yeah. Kane or he fought Eugene. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Um, all right, so let's get to the reason why we're here for this match. Although here. Batista didn't have a match. Oh, that's true. Um, here we go. Main event time, World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, incumbent champion Chris Benoit versus Triple H versus Shawn Michaels, a rematch of the classic main event to WrestleMania 20. Uh, Triple H is out wearing the black trunks and boots. Shawn Michaels is getting booed more than he's getting cheered, of course. By the way, uh, kudos, my friend, for uh, leaving us all with an Easter egg for the rest of our lives wearing the black and red hearts in Edmonton uh, on your tights, my man. <laughs> um, for the, the same, he wore it's the, the same, same attire he wore, he wore the against Brett, and he's wearing them in Edmonton. I don't get it. Um, yeah, well, 
calm down, Eugene. We'll move on from this. Um, yeah. He's in Canada. We'll, we'll see. And he's wearing and he's going he's going up against a Canadian champion and he's wearing the same tights that he wore in Canada. Screwing four Brett. out of ten. <laughs> I, um, I get it. I was just joking. <laughs> oh, don't do that to me. Like that to me. Unbelievable. Um, Benoit is out last, and this is the only time of the year where he's billed from Edmonton because he's always billed from Atlanta, Georgia before yeah. this. Um, he got a huge ovation for him, like thunderous. And then they show his kids at ringside. Oh boy. Benoit wokes uh wokes walks up to uh both men holding the title in their faces. There's a point where you could tell like something was going on in the front row because like Shawn Michaels was oh, yeah. losing his shit. Um something, something was going on. And like you could tell <laughs> yeah. and you gotta give and I always when when you're older and, and you feel and you you know you have friends like you know, like you two guys are like the kind of guys I would bring in a bunker if I mm-hmm. needed to. You could tell as Sean's losing his shit, the camera, you can see Triple H in the background. And like Triple H is like watching, like, what do I do here? Do I break <laughs> Do I break character and go reel him in? Or do I go be a heel on the outside and go up to one of these dudes and tell him to shut up or get out? Like, you could tell Triple H is like examining the entire situation. <laughs> he's, he's like, he's like, what do I do? Like, I know he's not 97 or 98, Sean. But can I be sure? Because we are in Canada, <laughs> and somebody here might have a knife. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Because before, because before they went out, Sean probably looked at Hunter and he's like, "Hey, watch this." That, that's <laughs> what Careful. I'm assuming. So, somebody might smash a bottle of maple syrup over his head. <laughs> um. So this match, just like the main event of Mania, gets a lot of time. Thirty minutes. Uh, Benoit gets the win clean. He taps out Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania. He tapped out Triple H. Um, so it worked. I gave this five stars, and I'm gonna in the have sharpshooter. To, in the sharpshooter. I'm gonna have to say this, and I didn't think it until I watched this match for a second time in a row this past weekend. I think this was better than the main event at Mania. I really do think this trip, this triple threat was better. I thought the story going into it was better. I thought the finish was better. Um, and I think the atmosphere might have helped that out a little bit. But I think overall, from a start to finish, a match standpoint, I think this is the greatest triple threat of all time um, with the, the main event of Mania being a very, very obviously close 1B to 2. I'm a little um, partial to uh, The Rock, uh, Kurt Angle, and Taker. Yeah. That's my number two favorite triple threat ever. That's like such it, a good one. I mean that that one will always be <clears throat> top, you know, top two to me. The the highlight of this match was after Sean inadvertently knocked out the referee mm-hmm. and then grabbed Benoit's legs and, and kind of looked at the crowd and they knew what was coming and they're like, yeah. you, you motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's and then he slaps on the sharpshooter, and then just to add insult and to injury, here comes Earl Hebner running down to the ring. The yeah. crowd gave no shits. No. They were booing this man out of the building. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look, I, I gave it five stars. I love the action from start to finish with a whole lot of things being done right. And I didn't see anything done wrong. The chemistry with these three was spectacular. Um, 
you know, the ending was just masterfully done. Um, so again, for the second straight main event, Michaels and Triple H just sold their face off for Benoit. And look, I say this every single time. Every time we talk about Benoit, the dude was just just a master in that ring. He was so fun to watch. Um, and then, of, of course, at the end, they show. They show his his they do like a close up to his youngest just, son just and great, his wife. Just, just some great foreshadowing to his. It's just I am stunned. That, oh, my God. I, I'm stunned. That they didn't, you know, edit that out uh, no. of, uh, like, uh, of I, I just really am. I'm really surprised, actually. But at the same, at at the same time, I'm kind of glad that they didn't, mm. um, because it's not, it's not Nancy or Daniel's fault. That's true. That's a good point. I mean, because if you're gonna, because if you're gonna edit them out of the broadcast, then why even bother having the pay per view up anyway? Just edit it and or just end it with Edge versus Kane, and don't even bother with any of the Chris Benoit stuff. That's a good point. Uh, that's a good. I, I agree um, with that. You can't um, like like you can't just take them out because for some of us, you know, because for some of us it's a little uncomfortable because we know what's going to happen in three years. Yeah. Hey George, be careful um, with your words because you said you just can't take them out. Oh, oh, Lord. oh! <laughs> I mean, apparently, yeah. No, no. I said I was going to behave, and I'm going to behave. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to. I'm, I'm not going to say anything uh, ill-timed or ill of my own knowledge. Yes, I said take them out. That's not. I meant remove them from the broadcast. There you go. That's what I meant. Yeah. Yes. Not Earth. You can't just broadcast. Like it's the same thing. Like it's like the same thing on on uh, those old nitros when Benoit was coming out with woman. You can't. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You can't just you can't just edit them out. Now, what you probably could do, however, is maybe not show that one clip from that one nitro where Benoit and Nancy are like in a restaurant or something and he's talking oh, to Kevin Sullivan yeah. and everything and everything he says is just horrifyingly ominous. Uh, it's like maybe that you don't put on. That's a good that's a good point. It, yeah. Just because that was maybe a little too on the nose. Mm -hmm. Um yeah. but yeah but as I said, it's not it, it's not their fault. You can't just punish them out of the broadcast and still yeah. go on like nothing. Um, George, do you put this one ahead of the, their main event at Mania? I think they're neck and neck, if you want my honest opinion. Yeah, okay. I could um, I I could watch them both back to back several different times and yeah. not and, and not have a clear favorite. Mm -hmm. Um again, I thought Benoit making Michaels tap out was the best booking decision you could have made uh, considering Benoit made triple H tap out at mania. It really elevated Benoit as, you know, as a guy that was seen at the level that he was at, at this point, and even above, um, you know, Hunter and Sean at that very moment. Um, uh, you know, it was a smart way to book a finish like that. I loved how they teased the, the 1997 survivor series ending once Earl Hebner came running out there. Um, when Michaels hit the sharpshooter, I love all the, all the turns they took having the advantage throughout the match. 
Um, it made it very believable that anybody could have won at any moment, which is exactly what triple threat matches are supposed to do. Um, so, yeah. So from a booking perspective, everything to me was done just perfect. Crystal perfect. Um, and, I, and I really enjoyed it. So this pay-per-view was around two hours and 35 minutes. Um, obviously, the best match of the night was the main event. I give it five stars. I thought the worst match of the night was Rosie and Hurricane versus La Resistance. I thought you um, said it was Edge versus. Well, Kane. I mean, I just I I don't have it as the worst because I love the guys that are in the match. I love Kane. I love Edge. Um, it was just disappointing. But I would say if I'm going like if somebody said to me what was the worst match on the card, I was gonna go Rosie and Hurricane versus La Resistance because I can't. Josh, I just Josh can't. coach Finn to Jerry. Uh, but I thought Coach actually did a lot better than he should have. Like, um, I the they were putting was, over how athletic coaches too. They're like, oh, well, he's got a collegiate basketball background. It's like, are you just guessing or do you know that? <laughs> uh, right. So, George, out of a 10, what do you give the show? Uh, you know, I the stuff that was good was really good. The stuff mm-hmm. that was bad was like a dumpster fire. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm gonna go seven because I think the triple threat match gives it a just gives it that much of a bump. And mm-hmm. the Randy Orton Cactus Shack match was a, a lot better than I remembered it being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh Dean. Uh I give it like a seven and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, obviously the main event is the main reason, but I did like the Orton McFoley match, and mm-hmm. it did have a couple other decent matches on yeah. it as well. Um, so I'm right about that seven and a half. Also, it was a seven, and then when I went back to, to do the write up for the show, I'm like, man, I really did like that Shelton Benjamin Ric Flair opener. So that kind of pushed me up to that seven and a half. I thought it was a very good follow-up to a WrestleMania show. Um, but like you said, it was basically a two-match show um, with the main event and then Orton Foley. Because um, if you look at the match times, with the two longest matches going over 23 minutes, the third longest match was 11. And then everything else kind of might have been rushed a little bit. Um, but I thought it was the, the show was booked very well. Um you know, this was a third straight pay-per-view that ended with a match of the year contender in the main event. You know, Eddie Brock at No Way Out, Benoit, Triple H, Michaels at WrestleMania 20, and then this main event at Backlash. So, I mean, it the in terms of main events, WWE was on a roll here uh, in 2004. Um, so, yeah, it was just spectacular. Uh, that wraps up our show for this week. I hope you guys really enjoyed what we talked about at the top of the show, but the new WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, some cool news for the show. Uh, we have an official sponsor, um, and we're going to have um, that coming to you guys next week where you guys can help us out and uh, make the show more profitable than it is, which would be absolutely spectacular. Uh, looking forward to unveiling our new sponsor. So from now on, uh, every show I'll have a a commercial read for you guys. And based on my demographics, they most likely will enjoy it. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, I want to thank everybody at the hot tag podcast on Instagram. 
uh, shoot us a follow over there. Uh, we have some new things coming your way, especially with the look and the feel of the show. Um, that's going to happen probably mid-May, and we are super pumped to unveil that to you uh, as well. Uh, next, next week, I'm trying to remember what we have. Um, I was thinking about changing it for one, but I don't think we're going to do that. Next week is top five backlash matches of all time. That's what we got next week. So I was thinking about since I wrote it down this week out of nowhere, randomly at like 1 a.m., I was thinking maybe doing a show on the top 10 favorite HBK matches of all time. Is that um, why you randomly says actually, hey, I finished my HBK list? Yeah, I'm just like, and like I was thinking to myself, I'm like, when did we agree to do an HBK I, list? I, I was just I have not been working on that. I was watching a, a few <laughs> matches and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna put together a, a list here of what my think my top 10 favorite are. And I was like, I'm just gonna like randomly post this. Um but maybe we can uh do something like that soon because I want to do one for like Taker, Triple H, um you know, Hurricane guys like Hulk that. Hogan, <laughs> Hulk Hogan. Um, but the yeah, the, <laughs> um, but thank you guys very much. I really appreciate the support. Um, and the and all these new people that are joining the show, thank you very much. We hope you are having fun. Uh, the topics, like I said, are going to keep changing. We're going to keep talking about current stuff. Um, next week's show, I'm sure we'll also talk about what happened with the draft. Uh, and then see where things are going to be going from here. Maybe we'll get more clarity on the World Heavyweight Championship tournament that's going to be coming up. Uh, so super exciting things to come. Uh, and we'll we- talk about what Tony Khan's big announcement is on tomorrow night's Dynamite. Yeah, that'll be on the multiverse. <laughs> that'll be on the multiverse story, not 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 mine. Excuse me, we got Infinity War to talk about. We can't just shoehorn in uh, a uh... Infinity War perfect movie um i can't wait for all you know seven hundred and eighty thousand people to be disappointed by another tony khan announcement um it's gonna be the new show i don't yeah. even need to tune in to watch and then, <laughs> yeah, the and then he's gonna be like we're gonna have a we're gonna have a draft too except the, <laughs> it's gonna have right 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 a right here right now we're gonna beat wwe yeah. to it nine days nine minutes you can nine minutes Oh my God, that's yeah. gonna be good. Except his, except that draft is gonna be determined on who can work with CM Punk and who can't. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, so uh, I'm Christy Francesco. That's Dean Holzapple and George Rogers, and we hope you all have a great rest of your week and weekend. Have a good one. Bye bye.